0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We're back from the bye week, had a little spring break action, but we're back and ready to get back to it for episode 19
1: of the Box Score Sports podcast. Five, six. Oh, yeah. I'm back with the fight but on a different scale I'm back on my feet just like I tripped and fell I'm secretly bending all the scrolls of secrecy I frequently murder these rhythms evenly I balance these under weather my parents they helped me build up the toughest
0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode thank you so much for tuning in took a little spring break last week, little bye week, if you will. Just wanted to kind of gather myself, was having a busy week at work and stuff. So no big deal, but we back. I know you missed me, so let's just jump right into it. We had a lot going on in these last couple weeks in the NFL. Biggest thing, probably Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. I definitely didn't. When I got the notification, I thought it was fake. I thought it was one of those hoax uh, fake accounts of Ian Rappaport or whoever to crack a joke about it. But the Dolphins got Tyreek for their 2020 first, 2022 first and second round and fourth round picks, 2023 fourth and sixth round picks. Tyreek Hill has agreed to a four-year $120 million extension that guarantees 72.2, which makes him the highest-paid wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Crazy. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that the whole concept of Tyreek Hill's trade was because of the Devontae Adams situation. Once they saw how much money Devontae Adams was making, uh, Tyreek Hill's agent said that we had worked out to restructure with the Chiefs And wanted a week beforehand, but it looked like they were working toward an extension. And then the Devontae Adams deal really flipped everything upside down. The Chiefs, I think they had the foresight to see that Tyreek was in the last year of his contract and we weren't going to take a deal that wasn't better than Devontae Adams' deal. So what happened with Adams and the Raiders had a lot of influence on what happened with Tyreek, if not all the influence. As you can see, that was a quote from his agent saying that the Adams deal flipped everything upside down. They were ready to re-sign with the Chiefs. It was his last year of his contract, and things changed. And now he's on the Dolphins, who have an extremely dangerous team who have been working for a little while now to put that team together. And I just think that's crazy, honestly. And it really did come out of nowhere, you know. It wasn't expected because it wasn't talked about. Like he said, it was the deal with Adams that even put the idea in their head. Crazy. Another big signing, Bobby Wagner to the L.A. Rams. Let's talk about this one, man. They arguably have the best player at each position on defense now, at least DB, D-line, linebacker, with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner. Are you kidding me? They just won a Super Bowl, and then they go and get one of the best tacklers in the game of football and one of the smartest players in the game of football. Sounds to me like a back-to-back, but I'm not going to jump the gun, but it sounds like the Rams have. They clearly have their their heights high, especially making that signature signed him to a five-year, $65 million deal. So I can promise you that they're not missing Von Miller too much. Next on the list, you got Deshaun Watson to the Browns. I don't think there was any conversation around this one before it happened, so I would say that this is another really unexpected uh, occurrence. They acquired him in a trade with the Texans and a sixth-round pick in exchange for three first-round picks for the next three seasons, a third-rounder for the 23 season, two fourth-rounders, one for the 22 and the 24 season. Watson received a five-year, $230 million contract to play for the Browns. What this means for Baker Mayfield, who knows, but he's not going to be the Browns quarterback, and that's that much I know. To now pair somebody as talented as Deshaun Watson with a player like Amari Cooper? Whoa. Whoa. And then they had recently resigned Rashad Higgins, who was not a bad target. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, not a bad target. I'm telling you, Browns, that environment is going to change. Now, as much as I respect Baker Mayfield, I do think that he was a majority of the problem. Or maybe it was a combination of the team staff and Baker Mayfield together. But we'll see how this one works out. I'm very curious to see how Watson works on a team that has what it takes to put it together to potentially go to the playoffs which is not something that Watson is used to another big one Matt Ryan in a trade to the Atlanta Falcons for a third round pick I think the third round pick is a little disrespectful looking at what Matt Ryan's been able to do I will admit he's probably on the tail end of his career, and it looks like the Colts are just trying to get that step up from Carson Wentz, which they were literally one game away from playoff contention. Funny story about that. The owner of the Colts came out the other day and said something about how Jacksonville is the worst team in the NFL and any team should be embarrassed to lose to them. Well, they are quite literally the reason the Colts did not go to the playoffs. So if they're the worst team in the NFL, what does that make the Colts? Not trying to be disrespectful, but I think that was a very poorly worded statement by the owner of the Colts. On the other hand, I think this trade for Matt Ryan, like I said, gives them that next step. They were looking for that much better of a quarterback in him rather than Carson Wentz because clearly they have the pieces elsewhere. Their defense is top tier. Their offense showed that they could get it done. As long as players like Jonathan Taylor stay healthy, That team's going to be scary. A trade that I... Well, not a trade. A free agent signing that I think had a big impact. Jabril Peppers signs to the Patriots. I think that's a pretty big deal. Especially since they lost JC Jackson. Which is probably their best DB. But they also re-signed Devin McCourty, the safety. So now their safety pair is one of the better in the league, personally. So they definitely needed a DB signing. I don't know how... Much of an impact it'll have in relation to what J.C. Jackson had going on over there. But hopefully this has some kind of effect and can somewhat replace J.C. Jackson. And I don't mean replace, but make up for the lack thereof, if you will. And lastly, one more I wanted to talk about was Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling to the Chiefs. I think regardless of these signings, it still doesn't make up for Tyreek Hill. Juju showed that he is a solidified number two wide receiver in the NFL. If you look at his statistic seasons, he hasn't had a genuinely successful season since Antonio Brown was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So in my opinion, Juju Smith-Schuster is a solidified wide receiver number two. And it will stay that way. Personally, I think him and Miko Hardman are going to be fighting for that wide receiver one position. And then Marquez valdez Scantling's probably going to play out of the slot. He's pretty fast, so I could see that working. But that's interesting there. Regardless of that, they're definitely not going to make up for the loss of Tyreek Hill, which is clearly their second best player, if not third best player, part of their big three. So that'll definitely be a gap there. The overtime rule for the NFL in playoff games has been adjusted since the mishap with the Chiefs-Bills game this last season. The rule is now changed to this. Each team will get an offensive possession, regardless of score, in overtime in playoff games only. This does not affect the regular season. I think that's a big deal. If you give the Bills a chance in the overtime this last season against the Chiefs, I think that they go and score right back, especially with the season that the Bills had. They've been a consistent playoff team since Josh Allen has joined the league. They're a good team. They got what it takes. Very good defense. Very good offense. They can put it together, and now you take away the Cheapness of the overtime situation, I understand that overtime is designed so that one team, they get one chance to prove themselves, but playing against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, who had, I say had as past tense, one of the most powerful offenses in the league. Probably the two best ball catchers and yard after catch players in the league. I say a combination of both. I think that Tyreek Hill is the best receiver at that and Travis Kelsey is the best tight end at that. Not to mention one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Patrick Mahomes. It's almost not fair to not give the other team another chance, which the Bills had been playing fantastic. So, I think this is big news for them and any other team that's stuck in that situation. And surprisingly enough, It was a proposal that the Eagles and the Colts had actually put up to make the change. The Bills were not one of those teams. They voted to it, but they were not one of the teams. It was the Eagles and the Colts that proposed it to the NFL. But that's really interesting. It's definitely a change. A lot has been changing in sports over the years, especially the NFL, um, with a lot of the contact rules. You think about how much has changed in aspect of what you can do and what you can't do when hitting a player and along those lines. So I definitely see a lot of change, some good, some not so good. But overall, the NFL is making an attempt to make these changes. So that's about it for the NFL. On to the next. March Madness. A march that is mad. Quite a month here we've had. Teams like the St. Peter's Gamecocks. What a story there. 15 seed taking it that far the teams they beat i mean wow you know gonzaga the disputed my pick for the championship out before the elite eight a duke unc matchup in the final four at that not only is it the first time the two teams have met each other in the tournament but they're doing it in the final four that's incredible and then you got Kansas and Villanova on the other side. Shout out to Miami and Michigan. Love me to Hurricanes. Love me to Wolverines. It's a shame they couldn't win, but it is what it is. It happens. It's March. It's mad. It's March Madness. So, yeah, your final four teams are Kansas and Villanova and UNC Duke. That's We're going to see some some real good basketball. All the, Both of these games are going to be close, and so is the championship. I don't care who it is. They're all going to be close games. It's... I don't even know how to put it in words. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great, just like every other game in this tournament so far. Every single game has been a very entertaining game to watch. I haven't watched them all. I've seen highlights of most and watched a handful of others, but I have yet to hear anybody say that this wasn't an entertaining year. Very good teams all over the place. A lot of surprises. Just a great year for college basketball. Looking on to the NBA, I want to go over the playoff picture and what has since happened since the last time we discussed everything going on over there. I would say your rising stock in the playoff contention is the LA Clippers. Not only have they won a little more than lose lately, but Paul George just came back and he had a fantastic first game. And I think that's going to have a really, really big impact on how well the team does. So keep your eyes on the Clippers, honestly. Uh, Your falling stock, the Golden State Warriors, they've been on the downfall a little bit. They've now fallen behind the Dallas Mavericks into fourth place after only a matter of weeks ago being in second place. So hopefully Curry can come back healthy and now Draymond Green's back, so that'll have a big impact. But at this point, they're... Definitely waiting on Curry to come back. He really is the thing that holds that team together. I love Jordan Poole and he's been playing really, really well, but he's not Curry, man. Nobody is. And that's it, shows what happens to that team. It shows that they need him and shows how impactful he is. You look at teams like Memphis and Dallas, they need to get more love, man. You got the second and third best team in the league. Memphis is 54-23, and 23, and I feel like we're not talking about anybody other than the Phoenix Suns and the 76ers and the Nets, and that's it. That blows me. John ja Morant, yeah, he's been out a little bit recently, but he'll be back. It's nothing too crazy, and he's clearly the leader of that team, but as a whole, that team's been playing really well. Desmond Bain's been having a great season Steven Adams, he's been a reliable center for years, who knows how long. And then you look at other players like Brandon Clark and PJ, not PJ, Washington. uh, But some of the other players, man, that team, they've got depth. They've got good players. So as long as John Morant comes back healthy and stays healthy, that team is a contender for sure. Looking at the other division Not one team in the East has 50 wins. Where you have in the West, Memphis has 54. Phoenix has 62. The closest is Miami with 49. And next is um, Boston and Milwaukee with 47. East is the better conference. I'm trying to tell you all. It really is the better conference by a mile. But in the West, you got Miami at 1. Milwaukee at two, Phoenix three, Boston four. I personally think Boston is going to overtake Philly. And then five, Chicago. They fell from four. Last time I brought them up, I tried to tell you guys that Chicago would not stay as high on the list as they used to be, but nobody agreed with me. Six is Toronto at the same exact record as them. Seven, Cleveland, eight, Brooklyn. And they just came out and said the other day that the Lakers, they are officially, as of right now, out of the play-in tournament game to get the ninth seed, I believe, in the playoffs. So what do we do here with the Lakers? Obviously, Anthony Davis, his body is made of paper and sticks. So, yeah. And then you got LeBron, he's been out for a little bit. Westbrook's been having to do it by himself and I've everybody knows how I feel about Westbrook this season. He's just really not there. I'm not too sure what's going on. And I hate to say it, but as a anybody that's a Lakers fan, I would be ashamed. I'd find a new team. I feel like being in the situa- situation that the Lakers are in is worse than being like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Detroit Lions or the New York Jets or something like that. Because to look at the all-stars on your team and to not even make the playoffs would be ten times more frustrating than to have nobody and win nothing. Because at least you have a reason to be not in the playoffs. The Lakers do not have a reason. Looking on paper who they have, there is no excuse as to why they are not in the playoffs. You go back eight, let's say you go back four or five years and I told you that Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are all on the same team and they don't make the playoffs. You wouldn't believe me. You would laugh in my face and say, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. That's the crazy part about all of this. There is no reason. I can't understand it, but maybe I'm not supposed to. Man, the Lakers, they're the Lakers. Let me just say that much. The Brooklyn Nets are a team to keep your eye on, guys. KD's back and as healthy as ever. There's been talk of Kyrie being able to come back for the remainder of the season. No more of this only away games bullshit. Sorry, bullcrap. You know, and... I mean, their team is looking pretty good without James Harden. All honesty. You look at where they were two or three weeks ago and where they are now, they're playing better basketball, man. They're a team. And personally, Philadelphia, they are dropping. I don't know what's going on with Philly. They're inconsistent. That's the perfect word. They are inconsistent. Joel Embiid and Harden have to drop at least 25 each to win a game. And obviously, they have to rely on other players like Tobias Harris. And they lost Curry to the Nets, Seth Curry. And Curry. Seth Curry's been having a great season on... Both teams, but he's been playing well with the Nets as well. They lost Ben Simmons, which wasn't really a loss for them because he wasn't playing anyway. But Tyrese Maxey, you know, he's legit. But at the end of the day, the team is inconsistent. Something's got to change. I'm not sure what it is, but them and the Lakers. Now, Philly's a little different because they have 47 wins or 46. I think they're 46 and 29. They're personally the Celtics are gonna pass them up in playoff contention and become the three seed, considering the Celtics have one more win, but they also have one more loss. So but I I think the Celtics will win another game, Philly will lose another game, and it'll keep them out of the top three. So hopefully they can figure that one out because it would be cool to see them in, you know, the finals. I think it would be a really, really good Series To see Joel Embiid and James Harden go up against Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you know, that'd be entertaining. I don't really see a team other than the Suns going to the finals. They've been so far above every other team in the league that it kind of makes sense to just give it to them because they're proving it. Game in, game out. Even with Chris Paul and Devin Booker hurt, they still maintained being at the top of the league, despite what anyone may have thought, including me. So shame on me for thinking that those two were the only players on the team that had any impact, because clearly that team has got what it takes. So respect the Suns, let me tell you that much. But at the same time, Miami Heat, they've been really consistent too, despite a little injury here and a little injury there. I don't know, man. Other than the Suns, I think it's anybody's game this year. You know, with March Madness coming to an end and those playoffs getting ready to start, I mean, we are in for some legendary basketball. And I'm probably going to be watching it a little bit tighter as the games go by because I feel like there's a lot to see. There's a lot to learn. You look at the players on the teams and the teams that are going to be in the playoffs, it's going to be some serious... Good basketball. I can't even stress. So if you're a fan of anything at all, I mean, sit your ass down and watch some NBA because we're only going to see this stuff for so long. You think about it. Players like Curry and Harden and KD and LeBron, they're only going to be in the league for that much longer, man. They're all in their 30s. Think Curry and Harden are 32. and Embiid's not Embiid. I'm sorry. KD's like 34. LeBron's 37. I mean, they're getting old, man. So take advantage of the time you got and watch these games, because this is some great basketball, and we got just as much great young talent. Luka Doncic, Ja Morant, Devin Booker, Giannis, Jason Tatum. There's a lot of good basketball, man. I don't know. But other than that, that's about it for the NBA and this week's episode of Box Score Sports. You know what to do. Hit us up on socials. Spread the love. Repost the episode. Share it to your friends, your family, anybody that cares or doesn't. They should hear it. It's a legit podcast. We put out legit content and make our people happy. At least that's the feedback I get, so I have no reason to say anything else. Thank you for tuning in this week.
1: You know what to do next week. Peace out. Five, six, awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm back with the fight, but on a different scale oh, yeah. I'm back on my feet, just like I tripped and failed I'm secretly bending all the scrolls of secrecy I frequently murder these rhythms evenly I balance decency Under weather, my parents, they help me build up the toughest feather Watching power book wine glass laying on Tuscan leather oh, yeah. When I pop, family gon' benefit it Trying to convert the Drake style squeezing a pinch of Kendrick. High class music, upper scale, and I remain on In touch with my partners who be struggling and invade The seeds that I grew turn to trees and it's funny cause now I be that nigga in club sections with shades on. Oh, yeah. I'm popping my shit, watch while I demonstrate. Making strip, body debating how many pills to take. My mind is like a jungle, I really know how I feel to break. Told my little cousin I'm turnin'.